stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. I always say that motherhood is a blood, pee, and poop sport because those are the things that sort of dominate as new mothers. But imagine if we had the kind of support when we were first-time parents to actually help us navigate through, right from conception, right through to the infant being a year old. Imagine the difference. Well, on today's episode, Debbie Fazio of the Perinatal Support Worker Program is here to chat about what that program does who it's tailored for, and the big conference that's coming up in October. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by babyready.info. Welcome. Today we are speaking with Debbie Fazio, who is a PNSW and is very, very involved in helping get that whole program up and off the ground. So Debbie, welcome. I'd like you to tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. So I started working with perinatal families almost 20 years ago and felt at the time that the training that was available really wasn't enough to allow me to support these families the way they should have been. So about 12, 14 years ago, I met a woman, Virginia Collins, who is my partner, and her and I put our our brains together and we created a really comprehensive program called the Perinatal Support Worker Program. And we started off as a very small program in um, a little school and sort of have grown from there. And now we actually teach this program out of Mohawk College. And we're very excited, which I know we'll talk about on, on this today, but we're very excited because it is one of the only one that is so comprehensive um, that gives you a college credential. And we've just been approved by the government to actually deliver this as a stacked credential, which is even more exciting. Um, So we're really excited to bring this to you today. And um, specifically, the PNSW program is available for personal support workers. But starting in September, we've just launched a new program called the Family Care Specialist which will essentially allow anyone who wants to work with families to take that course as well. Just say it's about stinking time. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think, you know, there's some things about the PNSW program that is important is, as I mentioned, it's delivered through a college, which is very different than what's out there currently has been available. We have over 10 different faculty members. So our students aren't just learning from one person. They're learning from a whole roster of really, really smart, educated um, individuals with a ton of information experience behind them. Laurel, you being one of them. Um, so excited to have you teach our students about mindfulness, because I think that's really important in anything we do. Um, and they have to not only graduate from the program, but they have to have over 400 hours of practicum hours. And they have to be successful hours. So it doesn't just mean that they need to support families, but they need to have sign offs by supervisors. So they have to pass those hours. Um, They have a final exam that they have to pass. And they must carry insurance, CPR, and back checks to practice in any capacity as a PNSW. Wow. 
what has changed um, in the playing field for for, for new parents? Um, and do you support prior to giving birth or is it strictly after care, after the birth? Yeah, so perinatal support workers support families right from fertility through pregnancy into childbirth and right into parenting up to the first year. So it's really all of it from start to finish. And what's changed, I think, is that, you know, there are other professionals out there who have been trained to support families in a similar capacity, but the regulation is not there, the accountability is not there, and really anyone can wake up and just call themselves those things without anyone really telling them they can't. And that was the basis behind the PNSW program was to make sure that it is not only credible, but that there is, you know, big brothers watching and making sure that all the PNSWs are following their scope. And although they learn about a lot of different things within the perinatal world, they also know when it's time to pass it on to another specialist, whether that be a social worker, a doctor, someone else. It's really important to know your boundaries and what can I help with, but what is now out of my scope and I need to pass on to someone else. Um, and I think parents are looking for that. Over the last three, four years, I think parents are looking for that security and safety and knowing that who they're hiring is actually reputable. And also that if they have one PNSW come in on a Monday and another one came in on a Tuesday and another one came in on a Wednesday, that they kind of all had the sim same or similar education versus what sort of they had up until now is just everyone's coming from a different place and they're all talking about different things. And as we know, parenting and pregnancy is already so confusing. So to be able to have a similar voice giving you similar messages and options is going to be very helpful to those parents. It is kind of a neat process. When I became a birth worker, it was way be before any of this was even considered. I've been doing it for 25 years. So it is neat to hear the evolution of the, of the work. And you talk about the individuals that are, who are, have become PNSWs and, and certainly even with the new program. How integrated are or introduced are they to the various modalities that don't just include going to your pediatrician or your family doctor. I'm thinking like an IBCLC or a craniosacral therapist or a chiropractor or a naturopath, those kinds of things. Do they do they have that exposure to those types of therapies to know when it reaches my, the edge of my skill set and I need to refer out? I, I have a, a broad understanding of what the different care providers may offer to know who best to refer out to. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest things that they're learning is a referral system. It's actually one of their projects is to create a resource list. So that is a big piece of what they do. And again, it's not about the PNSW coming in and doing it all and knowing it all, but it's also about being able to find the, those experts for parents because it's overwhelming. And now with Google, I mean, you, you just have access to so much and you don't know how to filter through that. So not only do we have an RMT, an IBCLC, um, we actually have someone who teaches water birth. We have various educators that are from those realms. Um, we have a registered dietitian that teaches about perinatal, so prenatal nutrition during pregnancy, but also nutrition for a breastfeeding mom, a recovering mom, and a baby as they get older. So they're learning right directly from those experts. And then they do have to also look around in their communities to see what else is available out there. 
So they start building their resource list from day one that they're taking the course. And we highly encourage them to continue to do that throughout their entire career because it is evolving and constantly changing. And there's always new things coming up for parents. Absolutely. Who's attracted to this program? I'm thinking about like my background's in child studies and Sam's background's in in all things prenatal, perinatal, all that, all that stuff. So who's attracted to do this kind of work? Yes. So the perinatal support worker program has only ever been available to personal support workers up until this point. So really only PSWs even qualified to take this. But as you can imagine, being the course that it is, it is in very high demand. And we have had nurses asking to take this course because it is dedicated to perinatal and Often when you're taking a different modality, they touch on these different topics versus really diving into them. So we've had nurses, we've had doctors, social workers, RMTs that wanted to take the PNSW program, but because we really, really wanted to keep the PNSW program for PSWs because of not only the scope they bring to the table once they're PNSW, but they're also bringing all of their training and experience as a personal support worker, which is really valuable. So that's why we worked with Mohawk at creating this family care specialist course. That has now opened it up to anyone. So social workers, breastfeeding consultants, doctors, nurses, anyone who really has a passion for working with new and expecting families, they are now able to take the family care specialist support. And the major difference is the PNSW is someone who can not only develop curriculum and teach it. They can do research. They're trained on water births. They're able to work directly with clients, but also in clinics with midwives in hospitals. And uh, they're trained in perinatal mental health for just not only the parents, but even in um, infant mental health, which is also something really important the last few years. They're trained in all of those. The family care specialist gets about half. So they're getting about six of the modules out of 11. And it's essentially they're learning how to support clients directly. So they would be working with a family who's pregnant up until the first year of life, but directly with the client, not necessarily learning about prenatal education or water birth or working within clinics or hospitals, but working directly just with clients. And is that also a um, diploma course, the family care specialist? If somebody takes that course, does that give them a designation that then allows them for billable hours with insurance for somebody who has third party insurance and that kind of thing? Or is it um, simply an add on kind of a certificate, almost like a CEU for someone who is already an RMT or a Cairo or something like that, that needs their CEUs every year? Yes. So what's exciting, the way that we've developed with this with Mohawk is it is called a stacked micro credential. So it is 11 different modules. Up until now, we've been teaching it as a whole course. You had to register and take the entire course in that year. We've changed it to be 11 micro-credentials, and you can take them at your own pace, or you can take them all in a row and get them done within that one year. But this is now opening it up to people who maybe are working full-time and need to take one module at a time. So it might take them three or four years to finish, but they can do it at their own pace. And what we've done with the family care specialist, because we didn't want to reinvent the wheel, they still need to know some very important information, is they are required to take six of those micro-credentials. So they would potentially be in the same class as the PNSWs. There's just credentials that they don't qualify to take. So the family care specialist needs to take six of the same credentials that the PNSW would take, 
the PNSW would just be taking more of those micro credentials. And then once they're done, they would have those credentials on paper from Mohawk saying they've completed and passed, and they could definitely take that to their employers. In terms of insurance coverage, you know, I do own an agency that we've been doing a lot of this work for. And in, in terms of insurance coverage, if they have any kind of perinatal support or education covered, if they have nursing covered, if they have um, PSW support coverage, then they would be covered under the PNSW and the family care specialist. But there's really no exact insurance coverage for those two things um, unless they have a flex plan. Sometimes they can pull from that. Um, the nice thing about the PNSW program is that it does sort of sit on the coattails of personal support workers, which are right now in the middle of regulation. Um, so as soon as that happens and PSWs become regulated, the PNSW will automatically fall under that scope because they are essentially personal support workers. So shortly, it's coming up the pipes now, the government is going to regulate PSWs. And that will be even more exciting because now it gives even more security and, um, you know, that regulatory body for the PNSWs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've known you for quite a few years and I'm thinking about your evolution <laughs> from where you started. And you're always thinking of like, you're always thinking about 9 trillion things at once. Sam, we don't do that, do we? We don't think of 9 trillion things at once. <laughs> nope. Actually, we do. We're just teasing. <laughs> How did this, like, you met Virginia, but, you know, I think we also talk a lot uh, to to uh, to the people who listen to this podcast. We talk a lot about, you know, sort of the creation of ideas and how do you take that idea from sort of that, that concept to conception? Can I say that? <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> no pun intended. That's right. Uh, but how... How did you manage that? Like, how did you, how did this come to fruition? And then remind me to ask you about what the future of this is, because that's a double-edged question. Absolutely. So I'll start way back when I had children. My husband is my high school sweetheart. So we met quite early on and got married. And that was six years into our relationship. And we decided that we were going to have kids quite early. So I was 23 when I had my first daughter. And then just before my 25th, birthday, uh, we ended up having twins. So we had three kids under two before I was 25. And to be honest with you, even though that was now 23 and a half years ago, um, nothing's changed. The ball was dropped on me then it's still being dropped on families. Now, not much has changed, even though there's all this money going into research, the changes really aren't being made. So you know, there needs to be something done. So I managed to get through that year. I certainly survived it. I didn't get to enjoy it. And looking back, it kind of makes me sad. The more that I learn as I get older, the sadder I kind of get about that first year of experience I had. And when my children were about three years old, the twins are about three years old, I believe at the time, I was approached from a doula organization who suggested for me to look into becoming a doula. And I thought, you know, this might be a good side gig. I'll work as a doula. My kids will be asleep. I'll do night work. And um, I can make some money, but still be a stay-at-home mom and still be present. Probably sounds really familiar to a lot of people. But um, I took a course, and it was over the weekend. And on Monday, I had to go work with a client. And I felt sick to my stomach because even though I was a mom, and I was a mom of three kids under two, and I took this two-day course, I just didn't feel prepared. I didn't feel like I had enough to really offer the family other than some childcare. 
So um, I spoke to those organizations and asked if, you know, I could be an educator, which I was for about a year and a half. And I still felt like there wasn't enough in the program and we needed to teach more. And sadly, they weren't interested at the time. Uh, you know, fast forward 20 years later, they're certainly interested now and they're trying to do some competing now. Uh, but at that time, they weren't interested in adding to the curriculum. And that's sort of what pushed me away was, you know, here we are, I took the course, I'm working, I'm teaching it. And someone is speaking up and saying there isn't enough. And there was no interest in fixing it. So I was connected through a mutual friend of Virginian eyes with Virginia and Virginia was sort of standing on a soapbox from a prenatal educator perspective. She was working at Women's College Hospital for many, many years in the um, family doctor's offices. And she was doing prenatal classes and she saw the same thing happening on her end from the prenatal side. And I was the postpartum side. So when we chatted, we thought, you know, we're seeming to beat the same drum from a different side of the world. Maybe we should join heads and and create something together. And that's where we decided to create a perinatal support worker. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I have no disrespect for doulas. So I know sometimes it may look like we are throwing them under the bus or anything like that. But ultimately, that's where my training is from. We would never do that. But we needed to stay away from that word because that word already had so many um, thoughts around what it meant. And we needed to completely change it. So we decided to go with perinatal support worker. And that's sort of where it started. Um, we started by teaching it to anyone who wanted to take the course, but we found that the people that were taking the course didn't seem to be quite as serious about actually going out and then working with families. So this is where we then landed on PSWs. We felt they're already offering this hands-on support. Um, we just had to sort of take it from a different perspective. And now instead of you know working with end-of-life or critical care, that they're now offering prenatal and perinatal care. And the evolving of it has just been all the different things we have added um, to the program. Not only do they walk away with a PNSW certificate and a Mohawk College certificate, but they're walking away with about 10 other certificates that we have negotiated with other partners, like the Sick Kids Infant Mental Health, a Maternal Mental Health Program. They are also getting the Water Birth Certificate. So they're getting other certificates on top of their training. And we're going to continue evolving that because there's always more that they can learn. Um, so we will continue to grow that. And then the family care specialist now opens this up to other people who really do want a serious course that they're able to then take on and, and bring to their families in a comprehensive role. Keeping in mind, when I took my course 20 years ago, I was a postpartum doula. That's the course that I took. And there was so much information that I could have benefited from knowing the prenatal information in the postpartum world. So that's why we've made this comprehensive so that they're not just getting little pieces and then trying to fit them all together as they're working with families, but instead they have a little bit of everything and they're able to piece it all together as they're working with these families, not trying to figure out the information as they go. Was that long-winded enough for you, Laurel? <laughs> is very comprehensive and it's really important to know that I didn't understand the differentiation between um, PNSWs and those people who have worked as labor support people um, in that capacity. Um, but certainly you're right, the word doula um, has a million different connotations associated with it and the history of it is quite um, misogynistic, quite frankly, but um, it has come to mean something really beautiful for many people. 
This, the family care specialist piece that's now being added, if someone isn't a, doesn't already hold a degree, they're not a massage therapist or a chiro or a craniosacral therapist, perhaps they have been a doula for some time. Can they take this course? Are they, do they have to have an undergraduate um, degree already to be able to take the certificate course or to be able to take the, the family care specialist um, program? Yeah, the beauty is that they don't. Okay. So for the family care specialist, anyone can take that program. Um, we actually have doulas who are coming to take the program because of the fact that they felt the same way. They kind of left the program not knowing anything more than what they really already knew going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's open to anyone. They can certainly come from, you know, a bachelor or a master's program, some sort of an undergrad or graduate. Uh, but they don't need to. Um, I would say, though, that there is benefit to having be exposed to either having a child of your own or knowing someone who has had a child and being present for those. Um, I think either of these programs would be very challenging for someone coming out of high school to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that at least having some kind of exposure to it is going to be beneficial, but there really is no prerequisite to take the family care specialist course. Okay, so I hate to tell you this. There's only a couple of minutes left. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing to say in this podcast. <laughs> I hate to say this, but now you have a big event coming up. Can you talk about it and then tell us all about how we can reach you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So I had gone to a perinatal conference, I want to say six years ago, and I really haven't seen one come up since. So we had started this off, um, Laurel, you'll know for sure, we started this off right before COVID and unfortunately had to cancel and reschedule and reschedule and reschedule. So um, excited that we're able to actually finally have it this October. Um, it will be held Ron Joyce Center in Burlington. It is a full day event. And anyone who works with perinatal families, doctors, nurses, midwives, um, social workers, doulas, PNSWs, family care specialists, anyone who really has a passion for working with um, families who are fertility, pregnancy, or postpartum um, should be at this event. And we have a he- amazing lineup of speakers speaking on behalf of all sorts of demographics. I think at the, uh, at the end of the day, the PNSW organization is about making change for perinatal families all perinatal families. And what we're so excited about is having speakers who are speaking for very specific demographics and communities that are going to be coming on there to teach us about social change and how that has impacted pregnancy and parenting. What has changed over the last three years, 10 years, 20 years, whether that be our social circles, whether that be technology. Um, So we have different speakers coming on talking about different things and how we can better support the families that we're working with. So the tickets are on sale. Um, the conference, I believe, is October 28th from 8.30 till 4. And it's going to be a great day. Lunch and snacks are included. And we're just so excited to be able to bring this to uh, life for everyone to come and join and participate. And how do we get in touch with you? So you can find all the information about the PNSW, the Family Care Specialist, and even the conference at www.pnsw.org. And of course, we're always here to answer questions. You can email or call anytime and we're here for you. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about the work that you're doing and the program that you've created that truly does make 
the world a more open and welcoming place for all birthing parents and their families. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.